How do we connect with ourselves and heal the world? The shift from apathy to activism is available to all of us when we reflect on the underlying structures that support injustice and release the courage to change them. In this moment in time, we're experiencing a collective global emergency in the form of a pandemic. An emergency that requires us to shift our ways of life. Although this global shift is an external response to a threat, it is possible to use this moment in time as an opportunity for internal shifts. These internal shifts are the essential building blocks for social change in our communities. I'm Grace Williams. You're listening to the Citizen Power Podcast. Episode 3. In our last episode, we talked about how apathy is a manufactured response that requires individual and collective decision-making. Apathy is not natural, but is maintained by decisions informed by demobilising emotions like fear, shame and powerlessness. We learned that choice plays a critical role in shifting from apathy to activism and requires us to mobilise positive emotions to win in the fight against apathy. The three choices we make in order to become apathetic are disconnection by creating a barrier between our private lives and our collective political struggles, retreat, the tendency to withdraw into our personal circles when we feel powerless to change our circumstances, and inaction when we become so overwhelmed by the problems in our world we choose to do nothing. Individuals who won and are winning in the fight against apathy do the exact opposite of these three things. They make the choice to connect by looking past their private struggles to identify their political origins, find people who have the same struggles and create supportive networks to find positive solutions. These individuals choose to advance forward instead of retreating into their private circles of influence. They do this by stepping beyond their immediate circles to engage with people from different social and cultural backgrounds that have a similar but diverse experience, building the trust and solidarity needed for collective action and change. Most importantly, these individuals take action by recognising their political agency and exercising it in a way that combats the feelings of overwhelm which we all experience when dealing with large and complex human rights and social challenges. Some of these individuals that make the decision to overcome apathy may not even identify themselves as activists. These people can be ordinary, everyday people who one day make the decision to move beyond thinking about problems to doing something about them. No other person epitomizes this concept of shifting from apathy to activism than scholar Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel. Abraham Joshua Heschel was born in Poland in 1907 and lived in a time where being a Jew was frightening. The youngest of six children, he undertook his doctorate at the University of Berlin in a time of rising anti-Semitism. Six weeks before the German invasion of Poland, he left the country for a visit to London and would never return. His mother was murdered by the Nazis, one of his sisters was killed in a bombing, and the others died in Nazi concentration camps. 
He resettled in America in the 1940s, writing that if I should go to Poland or Germany, every stone, every tree would remind me of contempt, hatred, murder, of children killed, of mothers burned alive, of human beings asphyxiated. In America, Heschel meets Martin Luther King Jr. at a conference titled Religion and Race. Both were in total disagreement about the title because they both knew how race was and is used to divide people. Although he was a theologian and a philosopher, his social conscience led him to participate in the civil rights movement. Abraham Joshua Heschel expressed to many Jewish Americans and African Americans the concept of shifting from apathy to activism by teaching people that they had a responsibility for each other's liberation and for the plight of all suffering humans around the world. In March 1965, Heschel joined Martin Luther King Jr. in the Salem to Montgomery March, demanding that the government grant voting rights to African Americans. Heschel's social responsibility always extended beyond his immediate circles of influence, connecting him to people across the world and leading him to protest against the Vietnam War. Heschel founded an organisation called Clergymen and Laymen concerned about the Vietnam War in 1967. The organisation invited Martin Luther King Jr. to speak, and it was in that time that he delivered his famous Riverside Address against the Vietnam War at Riverside Church. Before this address, Heschel invited many prominent members of the Jewish community to attend. 90% of them responded with no. Some provided their reasons on RSVP cards. Many people were angry at Heschel, saying to him, After all our people have been through, you want us to again become unpopular in this new country by criticising the government? Heschel was heavily criticised by his community for being too political, but his response to this was to maintain his social conscience, regardless of his history and the political consequence. How can I pray when I have in my conscience the awareness that I am co-responsible for the death of innocent people in Vietnam? In a free society, some are guilty, all are responsible. Heschel's statement encourages us to rethink our individual role in consciously addressing the systems of oppression in our time. In 2020, we collectively witnessed public displays of racism that are still ongoing, instigated by individuals that occupy powerful positions within our society. These public displays of racism have been through physical acts of violence. A police officer kneeling on the neck of George Floyd for nine minutes and 30 seconds as he struggled for his last breath, while others watched in dismay and filmed the tragedy and verbal violence by political leaders who consciously choose to use racist and divisive language to appeal to the hateful and victimised part of our nature that seeks to blame others for our poor circumstances. This violent language used by some political leaders eventually seeps into our collective mental space, sowing seeds and fertilising the ground for future acts of violence and terrorism. Dismantling racism and racist systems involves a series of conscious choices which can lead to social transformation. 
I believe the first step is asking oneself, what is it in me that is indifferent to the suffering of others, particularly people who do not look like me? And what aspect of me enjoys participating in social narratives where I am superior and anyone that does not look, act or think like me is inferior? Although this seems like a small way to start dismantling a massive social injustice, I believe it is the most effective way. By starting with ourselves, we can begin to detach from the cultural narrative that enables racism and racist acts of violence to thrive in our society. Detachment from these oppressive and racist narratives on an individual and political level is the fundamental work of social justice.